Hello, I'm Jason Cerrone from the Orthodontic and Dentistry Digital Marketing Agency, Brain Bites Creative, and welcome to the Get It Straight podcast, where we examine the hottest topics in orthodontics and dentistry. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Judd Johns, president of ODO, the on-demand orthodontist. Judd, what's up? How are you? How are you? Good to see you, Jay. Good to see you. On today's show, we will be speaking with Dr. Susan Prater, owner of Kernan Family Dental in Jacksonville, Florida. Dr. Susan, she's called through Instagram, has 14,000 followers and consistently shares interesting content that regularly grabs over a thousand likes per post. She has found that science to interact with patients in a positive way and currently has a bustling practice as a result of clinical work and social presence. Always advancing her acumen through continuing education, she additionally used utilized social channels to expand awareness of orthodontic and cosmetic service offerings to her community. Dr. Seuss went to the University of Georgia undergraduate and achieved her DDS from the Medical College of Georgia. She's a member of the American Dental Association, Florida Dental Association, Southside Dental Association Society, and Jacksonville Women's Dental Society. Ladies and gentlemen, Susan Prater. Did I say your last name right? You did. It's like um, Prater. Yeah. Nice to see you, Susan, and quite a resume. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. Appreciate uh, it. I'm really excited to talk to you because obviously I'm a marketer and I love marketing and you've done a phenomenal job building a social presence, which we're going to talk about that. Obviously, you're an amazing clinician, which we'll get into as well. But really, I'm curious how did you decide, hey, I'm going to build a social following or was it organic? How did it all start? Um, that's a great question. And uh, it's kind of funny, actually. I, I never really went on Instagram for a very long time. Uh, it wasn't until COVID hit in 2020 when I was sitting around in my backyard with my girlfriends. You know, we're all sitting apart in chairs. <laughs> and um, my friend taught me how to do my first story. So, cause they're all talking about Instagram and I was like, Oh, I do Facebook, you know? Um, but these are a group of girlfriends that inspire me. I'm always making friends with people that I think are better than me and whatever I'm inspired in. Um, and these girls, I, I think they're basically what kind of got me launched on Instagram, to be honest with you. Um, one of them, Lisa, uh, she, you know, we were always trying to tell her, you know, you're amazing with fashion. You're great at recommending clothes for us. Like you have no idea. You have the best talent. This is not an easy thing to do. And um, I encouraged her to start a like to know it page. And she started an Instagram page. And six months later, she had 17,000 followers. And I was like, girl, see, I told you you're amazing. And then, um, the other girls that were sitting around with me, they started a workout page because they're just complete badass women and they busted out and I don't even know how they lift half they lift, but you know, I work out with them in their garage, you know, three or four times a week at 5 a.m. in the morning and they just kill it. And I was telling them, you guys should start your Instagram page, you know, and uh, the three of them, MB and Fit, they started an Instagram page. They have 10,000 followers. And um, and then so I was just like, you know what? You know, I might as well. I'm very passionate about dentistry. I love dentistry. So 
you know, I was thinking about doing the page and then uh, I started taking all of these courses just to, you know, further my education. I love dentistry and I've met so many amazing people in doing so who are also on Instagram. And uh, I sat next to, I went to a Koi's course and I sat next to the smile professor on Instagram. And I was just like, oh my God, how do you do it? How do you do these posts every day? And he's like, just post whatever comes to mind. Just do it. it you know, it, you don't have to put too much effort. Just post whatever you're doing. You know, it doesn't have to be the most amazing thing ever. Um, so I just like, you know, that's it. I'll do it. You know, so I just started posting and then getting creative and tagging the people that I knew um, that are pretty popular on Instagram as well. Um, that I, you know, attribute to whatever I was posting about. Um, and yeah, it just kind of took off. I just started getting more creative with it. And um, yeah, I just What's been the biggest driver. What's been what? the biggest driver? Like what was the, was there one post that kind of set it off? Was there something that you think that you did that kind of accelerated it? Or was it like a gradual growth? It was kind of quick, I would say, you know, over maybe six months or so. Um, and it's kind of tapered a little bit, but I, I I don't think it was really one thing. I mean, it could have been reels. I mean, reels kind of took off. It was crazy. Our The last reel that we did um, got 6,000 views. So I think that was a big one. Um, What's a reel for the uninitiated? What is that? A reel. It's, when you go it, on, it's their TikTok. <laughs> Do you know what TikTok is? I'm I'm familiar with that, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't mean it to sound like that. <laughs> I heard it's on something called the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Sorry, Susan. Go ahead. So no. reels like it's a short excerpt on Insta. Is that? Yeah. 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 Like on Instagram, when you go on someone's page, there's their their grid where it shows all everyone's posts, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and then when you swipe over, then there's like a media button um, uh, for people that want to leave something, you know, I think it's longer than a minute basically. And then there's a reel, which is another swipe over. And that's just like a little video that you can do. Um, it's kind of like a TikTok video. So uh, this, I know, so, I'm going to be the guy that doesn't know anything because it's real in this case uh, when it comes to like Instagram, because I mean, there are going to be some other dentists watching this, orthos watching this, even patients that are like, they want to amp it up. Right. And like, how do I amp it up? I want to amp it up, but I'm like, I got 50 followers or something. I don't know. Um, so like when you do a real, I, I'll just give you the perception of someone that's kind of trying to come up in the social world. It's like, like if I do a real, what do I do? Like, I don't want to look, you know, because like my perception, I'm, I'm sure I represent the aggregate is like, okay, I should probably do something that's like good content. And it kind of, it's maybe it's reminiscent of the, the, the conversation you had with your colleague. You're like, what do I put up there? Like, my whole thing is like, if I do a reel, like, what do I do? Do I dance? Like, I, I'm not a dancer. Like, like, what do you, so you just, whatever you're into. Yeah, you can, you can do a dance. Like the one that we just posted last time I did with Dr. Nomi and at Bartram Dental, mm -hmm. uh, and we did it on something that was trending. We basically reenacted something that was trending. Uh, mm -hmm. So we just got the whole group together, and it was the part where you know the song where they just everybody drops it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so we just went around and filmed everyone dropping it, you know, and then uh, that's amazing and then played to it. But it was dentists dropping it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got a twist. Yeah, because mm-hmm. fi- finally dentistry is getting fun. That's the cool thing about all these things <laughs> is it's making things that used to be kind of rigid, like way more human. I think that that. For, for me, the connection on s- platforms like Instagram and TikTok, especially. <clears throat> How did you get into dentistry? What was, what was the thing you said? You've always loved dentistry. Like when you were a kid, when everybody else was running away, you were running in, you're like a fireman. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, okay. In second grade is when I decided I wanted to be a dentist and I never looked back. Um, it's, I went to the dental office and I got a panoramic x-ray, you know, the one that goes around your head. Uh, and the dentist realized, oh my gosh, she's missing seven permanent teeth. You know, seven of her teeth aren't going to come in. And so things got really real, really fast at a really young age. Um, basically I knew at that point, I was like, I'm going to be a hillbilly. I'm locking myself in the bathroom. I'm never coming out. I'm never going back to school again. Um, And then my mom set me up with a team of an orthodontist, prosthodontist, oral surgeon, and they calmed me down. They're like, don't worry. We're never going to let you go with the appearance of missing teeth. Everything's going to be okay. Um, It changed my perspective on how I viewed other little kids, you know, like, I would see the kids, like the disabled kids or the kids that got picked on. And I would think to myself, you know, I was born with, you know, you know, I wasn't born perfect either. And I still feel like a normal person. And so I would be the kid that stood up for other kids. And, you know, I just saw everybody as equal. Um, And it just, I don't know, I just always wanted to be able to grow up and be a hero like my orthodontist my oral surgeon that made it so i could still be on prom court and still have boyfriends and live a normal life and smile with confidence and so it's just always been a passion and a dream of mine to be able to do that for other people that's a great story i love it it's very cool and i like what you said about like that uh, you didn't say it this exact way and i you but that we're all have a little, we're all a little broken that there's always something that's not right. And to be accepting is so critical. And I think right now, given the climate of the world, that, that kindness can go a long way. So respect to that. Can you take me through like your, your journey of getting to where you are now? Like, so you, you know, you wanted to do it. I mean, it doesn't just take that desire to do it. You obviously, you know, had to work at it. What was that journey like? And, you know, for others who are on that journey, how do you think you can help inspire them? So, yeah, it's a lot of hard work. Um, in high school, I, I mean, I, I knew that I just, I have tunnel vision. Like when I decide I want to do something and I really want it, I mean, that's just all I kind of strive to do. So in high school, I knew I had to get the GPA to go to the right college. And in this case, it was um, UGA. That was the main feeder college to the medical college of Georgia. So you just kind of have to reverse engineer it. Like I knew in order to get into that dental school, I'd have to go to UGA. So in order to get into UGA, I need, you know, 
3.9, 4.0 GPA. So I just worked my butt off. You can say that. <laughs> and graduated high school in three years. Um, luckily, wait, I got wait, 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 wait. You advanced? You just were like, man, I want to get this done faster? You fast-tracked high school? Well, yeah. Because that's a thing? I, that's a thing? It's a, tell me. what. I was the first one to do it in my high school. Um, basically, I don't know. I, I thought ahead, like, okay, I want to have babies someday, and I don't want to be in school my whole life. So I'm like, I need to get out of high school ASAP so I can just get into college and go to dental school. You were born the most pragmatic person ever born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, I know, like, I have kind of a similar brain where I like, when you set your mind to something, you just go do it. But like, that's a, that's a level of just planning and dedication to get through years of medical school. Tell us about your practice now. Where are you at? How did you build it? Did you buy it? Did you start from scratch? Take us through it. So um, I originally, I was going to buy this practice that I was working in for, I don't know, I was working there for 10 years or so, but um, I was supposed to buy it after five years and then they were ready to sell and it kind of kept dragging on. So um, then I had my son and he, it turns out he's high functioning autistic and He's amazing. He's like a savant. He's a, he's a genius and um, he's come a long way. But when I lived in Amelia Island and worked in St. Mary's, Georgia, um, where we were, he just wasn't getting the kind of help that he needed to, you know, succeed. Um, and I just I knew that we needed to get down. I was like, where's the best school systems? It's St. John's, Florida. So I decided to get my Florida license. And then I told them, I was like, hey, you know, I can't, um, we got to move, I can't buy this practice. We got to move to um, Jacksonville so we can get these school systems. And uh, we just moved. And my husband's like, well, what about this practice you were supposed to buy? And I was like, we'll figure it out. And um, luckily, I have a really great dental rep, uh, Ginger Harris. She's amazing. Um, she, I told her, look, I, I'm looking to buy a practice. If anything comes up, let me know. And then a month later, she, um, she called me. She's like, hey, I have the perfect practice to come look at. So I came and I looked at it. Um, it's a pretty small little practice. It's four ops. Um, but the owner was amazing. He set up this really nice practice with great patients, a great staff. And I just, I knew it. I was like, this is it. This is the one. So that's awesome. Um, make it happen. And, and we did. So, well, I also have a high functioning, uh, 11 year old boy. <clears throat> so I know all about, about that and those challenges. So, you know, you, you go and you do the things that you need to do. And somehow that path always kind of works itself out and takes you to where you need to go. So, um, tell me, what do you think about the current narrative about the dental world from a patient's viewpoint? And how are you looking to change that? Are you seeing like, uh, a one way patients are looking at it. I mean, obviously you're doing stuff different online to try to inspire. Yeah. Um, I find that uh, there are a lot of patients that come in that are anxious. You know, I, I didn't actually, I didn't really realize this when I was going through dental school. I didn't realize people hated going to the dentist. I had no idea, um, which is kind of weird. 
because I always loved going to the dentist. I'm like, I love the dentist. You know? <laughs> but, <laughs> Not um, I. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a shocker to me um, when I got out into the real world and everyone was like, I hate the dentist, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's let's change that. So, you know, I just I just pulled out all the stops whenever patients come in. We do anything and everything we can to make them feel comfortable from the moment they walk in the door, when they sit in the chair, we have TVs on the ceiling, music playing. I, you know, I try to stay, you know, I'm just want to give them good vibes and, you know, uh, soothe them when they express, you know, that they're nervous. And um, anytime we leave the room, I give them like a little happy bell that they can ring so they don't feel like they're trapped in the room you know by themselves we give them blankets and then by the end of the appointment they're usually like that's it I that was great thank you so much and then that's when I feel the best you know I, that it makes a big difference the the little things um when you're having patients in and out of the office now that you have a social following are they lobbying to like be featured do you have people who want to take pics or get you to share um so it's kind of funny because I haven't really I mean I, I do have patients that call specifically because they've seen me on Instagram and they want to become patients but I haven't really told a lot of my existing patients about the Instagram yet because it's kind of I mean it's not new new I mean I'll I'll tell them I tell some patients but a lot of my patients are right now older patients and I don't think most of them have <laughs> <laughs> right. But you're getting the patience of tomorrow. And that's important, right? Like, I think, you know, what we're telling folks is there's this whole audience of future patients and prospects and, you know, people who can go out and spread your word and add impressions to your business. When you're thinking about, you know, what you're posting, what, like, are you taking those kinds of considerations or are you at this point, it's all very organic and you don't give it much thought or are you really thinking ahead? So a little bit of both. Um, it just depends. So if I'm doing a post, I actually, I hired a social media company to help me with my my grid because they um, have showed me how you can kind of organize it and make it look, uh, you know, clean and cut for the people that are just looking at just posts um, where it's, you know, like smile influencers, two of those, and then before and after, and they all line up. So those things... Um, you know, I'll give them the content of what I want them to organize. They'll organize it. And then they have me write the posts out. You know, I'll do that all like on a Sunday night, the month before. So it's all prepared. And that to me, that's to speak to future patients. Um, but on the day to day for the stories, that's all just I, I don't plan ahead what I'm going to put on my story. I just it, I want it to like creatively come to me and flow. So mostly for the stories, I do that for other doctor. It's, it's mostly to kind of socialize with my other uh, inspiration, like doctors that inspire me. Um, we kind of do that for each other, I feel like, and that's how we network together. But every once in a while in the stories, I'll add stuff for the patients too. But so I kind of have like two different ways that I communicate to patients or other dentists. 
So just for the audience to understand, you know, you have a, uh, a calendar that you do ahead of time with, with what you're going to post. And then you have your stories or your reels, right? Or th those are considered the same thing. Um, or do stories become real? Do stories go away, right? The stories so, don't become the reels. Right. So stories and reels are different. Stories are uh, when you go up to the top, there's a little circle with the person's face and you, you click on it and you go through it. Stories only last for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's different. But when you go down to the grid where all the posts are, um, then you swipe over, then you see the reels and they stay forever unless you take them down. Um, and then you swipe over and then it's uh, IGTV, I think, I believe it is, where you can um, interview people or do testimonials or whatnot. What do you quick question, Jay and Dr. Seuss, is, is there a way to measure ROI in your practice from who comes in that way? Yes. Versus people coming in another way? Yes. I mean, from, from a tracking aspect, if yeah. we're using, cause uh, Facebook has a pixel that mm -hmm. pixel allows you to remarket and retarget. So if you're running a campaign, you can get the information of who the campaign is touching when they came in and if they booked an appointment and you're following it and you have analytics on your site, you can absolutely track it. We do it all the time. Hmm. Um, and it's important because you want attribution. I want credit as a marketer. I want, I, I got that lead for you. We mm -hmm. did that. You know, we're, we mostly focus on the paid side. Um, you know, what, what Susan's doing is, is all along the, the um, organic side, which is hugely important. Yes, you can boost those posts and it's great. Her following, that organic following is so valuable. <clears throat> That's what you want. And the reason she got it is because she earned it. It's like you, there are no easy ways out of anything in life. And it's the same with social. It's just that constant barrage of like content so that people land on you and they can get used to seeing you. And if they see you 10 times and they like the content, they keep coming back. And I think, you know, uh, to Susan's credit, to do that at this level in dentistry is kind of, I mean, that's dentistry doesn't offer that like giant audience where people are clamoring to find out. And I, we have clients, Hess Orthodontics, they have a hundred thousand followers. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. On TikTok, it's insane. So that market is so open for folks. And I think if, if anybody gets a chance, what's your um, IG, uh, Dr. Prater? Um, it's at underscore Dr. Seuss. At underscore at, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Underscore Seuss. Yeah, we'll put that in a graphic. There. How, do you, how do you spell Seuss? Seuss is kind of like Dr. Seuss, but it's uh, with two Z's. S-E-U-Z-Z, -Z, right? Do you do a mm -hmm. lot of rhyming? <laughs> um, so if you say yes, he's gonna put oh, you on the spot. She's gonna freestyle. <laughs> we, uh, we had a doc on last time, and she was doing uh, Ninja Warrior stuff in the background. Desiree. Oh, that's um, Yeah, she was amazing. Um, okay, so what are some mistakes that newcomers in new newcomers newcomers in dental make in social? The people who just jump on. What, what are they doing wrong? Um. I'm not, I mean, I can't really, I don't know. Um, well, I are mean, they I, doing anything wrong? I mean, they, I mean, as long as they're on and trying to your point, I mean, is that sort of the right trajectory? 
Yeah, I mean, I could tell you mistakes or um, like mistakes that I feel like I've made. Please tell us. Um, yeah, so, so before, uh, and, and I've had to go back and delete some posts because I'm like, oh, I don't like that now, you know, um, like taking before and afters with the iPhone. It's just once I take the photography course with Amanda C. and uh, Dr. Adamo, I'm like, these pictures suck, you know, mm-hmm. um, even so like I had this camera and I'm like, you think it's a good camera, but this lens right here, it's just a point in, you know, one single lens and it just makes, you know, uh, the lighting is just not great. So I realized I had to get this camera and this is way better. Oh, yes. Look at that. Is that, <laughs> was that A7S or is that a Sony? Or is that a Canon? The Nikon. Oh, look at that. Can you yeah. Put oh yeah. That's a nice camera. And she's got a nice piece of glass on the front. It makes yeah. a big difference. And I love the mounted light setup you have, but this is what, see, this is what taking it serious is. And people don't understand that, you know, it takes an effort, but man, does it pay off. And once you get going, it's not that difficult, but, but you know, the great thing is you don't have to worry about a lot of competition because most people won't do it, but it's fun to help the people who will get in there and do it because yeah. you realize, man, putting in that effort, just, it makes a, it makes a big, big difference. What post do you think your followers respond respond to the most? Uh, I would say, um, I, I mean, I know the follower, it just depends on which followers you're talking about. So, I mean, if it's on my stories, I feel like when I'm posting pictures of me talking about what I'm doing, people like that um but can or- i ask you a question you you kind of divided it you said well it depends on the followers are are you delineating between your stories followers and your post followers mm-hmm. interesting yeah. can you tell me a little bit about that like how did you determine that they were separate audiences like how do you how do you bifurcate them i feel like a lot of the patients or, or people that are calling the office to ask for an appointment, they're seeing my posts. Uh, and that's, that's what I target towards patients. But uh, mostly I would say uh, with the stories are just doctors from all around the country or around the world um, and, and who I follow. And, and that's part of how I got a lot of followers is by following people that inspire me a lot of times they follow you back or if you comment on people's uh, posts that you are inspired by, you know, eventually they start to recognize who you are. So um, on my stories, mostly it's doctors, I think. Um, that makes sense. I don't really care about like seeing, Oh, look at that root canal, you know, but. <laughs> so, oh, bro. Did yeah. you see how deep that was? Wow. Fine endo work. Yeah. The patients are going to love that, right? Um, yeah. uh, so, do you, how do you think about your personal Instagram account versus your professional? And, like, for, for a newcomer, do you have to make sure to separate those two? and Or do you have any crossover? Or how do you? Or do you have to? I think you've got to. I do. Yeah, I do. So the personal one I've made private. Okay. So that way I can really 
filter who's following because I like to post a lot of stuff about my kids mm. or that weekend or even post about like where I'm living. You know, I just want to make mm-hmm. sure I don't, I mean, I don't know, you know, on the other one, on the Dr. Seuss one. Yeah, it's just, everywhere. Yeah, it's just, there's too many people to kind of keep up with. So on the personal one, I just keep it private. And then so if people even, but there are some doctors that I've let follow my personal one because I feel like, you know, I know who they are, but other random people that I don't know, I won't let them follow me on that one. And and how do you think about, um, uh, you used a word that I really like just now, Jay, bifurcate. My God, that's really great word. For Um, me, especially. I'm just proud of you. Um, (laughs) So, so how do you bifurcate? Like, okay, I'm, I'm on my professional, well, let's say I'm, a, again, a new dentist and I want to go pump something, right? Or I, I want to go start posting. And I see this a lot. I'm more active on LinkedIn, but I see people that it's constant, what I call pompery. And it's like, here I am in an office. I'm smiling. People like me. And it's just stop. Just please. You're just killing me. You're just like overloading me. It, like, where's the line between hip and professional for the patient and like and i'm assuming it sounds like you like once it starts getting personal i'm assuming okay that's the personal account but like how far do you bleed over into that like hip personal for the professional does that make sense yeah so i feel like you know once i bought my own practice i i kind of feel like there's a there was like a mindset shift kind of where i just could just be myself completely versus, mm. you know, versus when I was an associate, it's like, you kind of got to like follow the rules of the doctor. Yeah. got to like watch what you say type deal. But um, now that I'm like a mom and a business owner, like I kind of act the same wherever I am. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I'm just me and this is who I am. And so I'm not, I don't know. I just, I guess, so for the newcomer dentist, like don't go out there with your last weekend at the bar on your professional site is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really do that any, you know, anymore. So for, yeah. for me, not a problem, but for like the 29 year old dentist that's staying out all night, like you're not going to be like, Hey man, I was at a bar, you know, <laughs> come visit Johnson family dentistry. <laughs> The last thing you want to smell on your dentist is alcohol. Yes. (laughs) My gosh, no way. Um, What, what's your favorite treatment to do and why? Uh, Well, it's a little mixture, but anything that really enhances the smile. So I've got three favorite treatments and that's ortho um, smile design with the veneers and then also implants. And the reason those three are my favorite and I can't really choose one is because those are all three of the things that made me feel confident as a person to smile better. And they all kind of go together for me because I had a complex treatment. I mean, I don't have my veneers yet, but I'll get them someday. When are they going to invent something where you just have white teeth and it's super easy? What's going um, on there? Why is it taking so long? Because the treatments they have now are typically painful for some people. Are you talking about the core, the whitening? Yeah. I'm just curious for yeah. a friend. 
I got a follow up. I don't know what you're going to say, but I got something on this one. You go ahead first, Susie. Well, I was going to say uh, they have invented it and it's called whitening. You know, bleaching. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. But it Sorry, hurts. I'm saying, I, I'm saying a painless way. No, no, you're right. I mean, so this is, um, I was actually just at the, the Chicago Midwinter and I discovered this really interesting company called Maverick Dental. I don't know if you've heard of them, Dr. Seuss, but uh, there they have this. It's a so what you describe with teeth whitening is is the basically the common feature of war that nobody likes with teeth whitening. But it's you know it's just part of it, and it's just the materials that gets put on. But but this company um, they run a, it's basically a it's like an impression and it's like a device that connects to what basically looks like a footprint for an intraoral scanner, and they run gel over and over inside of your mouth but it's like they, they've got like a water mixture to make it very cool and it keeps it from touching your gingiva and mm -hmm. there's there's a series of, it's like 20 it's like 15 minutes 15 minutes 15 minutes something like this and it's supposed to be completely pain-free it's not cheap yeah. this device um or, but whatever i i mean it look it's this is the new news they're just getting into uh, well, actually trying to transition more into ortho. They've been in dental for a minute, but I think they just got a 510K. It's called Maverick Dental. It's pretty cool. Uh, That's I'm cool. In. <laughs> I, I want that so bad. If you, um, if you don't do that, you can also try, if you try the whitening, you can um, put Sensodyne in your custom bleach tray as well and wear that to help desensitize oh, your teeth and go back to the whitening. Ah, so what do you, what do you recommend? So I did whitening with my dentist and I think it was zoom and I, it was the take home, but I mean, the coffee thing was a problem. And it was like before long I was on YouTube and I'm like, you know, of course, keyword, how do I, you know, keep my teeth whitened and, you know, still drink coffee. And every single video was like, I abandoned it. I am now drinking coffee and I don't care. And so for me, it was like a validation bias. So it's like, well, I'm abandoning it too. And then I did. And now my teeth aren't white. So like any I mean, tips? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, so I'm kind of the same way, except I don't drink coffee. I drink those green drinks um, that stain your teeth. Uh, so what, what, I what, what green drinks? Like, like food drinks. Oh, like, like the naked juice type stuff. Right. So what you're talking yeah, about? they just do a juicer with like apple and kale mm -hmm. and <laughs> um, but drinking through a straw is what I'm doing. And I just put the straw in the back and just yeah. kind of sit that way. And that way it's not coating all my teeth, you know. Jesus. Man, life is too short. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get my teeth whitened every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could drink through a straw like that. I wouldn't be able to think. I get it though. Don't, don't you drink alcohol through a straw? You're one of those. I don't. I don't ever yeah. drink through a straw. I don't oh. like the way it feels. It's like oh. I drink way too fast. Well, you put the well, you put the umbrella on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Always with the umbrella. Uh, what? <laughs> um, let, let's get into Judd's favorite section of the show, which is our Reddit review. Oh. Da -da -da -da. Yeah, this one's not from the 
dental group. It's more of a social. I thought you'd get, you'd have some interesting perspective on this, Dr. Seuss, because this is someone who was just, you know, you hit a little bit of this, but they were just nominated to be their official social person for the bar they work at. So help, how the hell do I run social media accounts for my work? I've just been given a new role at work and now in charge of posting on Facebook and Instagram for the bar I work in. Creating content is not an issue, but what's the best practice to increase customer interaction and visits? Can I schedule all my posts for the month and save myself time? And if so, how? I think you kind of hit that a little bit earlier. Looking for any tips and tricks. So I'm not just posting standard tip pics or food and drink. Um, there's some other comments about Facebook Creator Studio. Any any thoughts, comments on this poor gentleman here? I don't think it's a bot. I think it's an actual person. I hope so. Yeah. So for planning out the, the content for the month, he should download the app. It's called Planoly, P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. Mm -hmm. And that will allow him to, you know, put wherever he wants his content throughout the month. You can make the caption already and schedule it to go off at a certain time. Um, so that's taken care of. If he wants to increase engagement, uh, he needs to start. I mean, it, it takes a lot of work. You have to go and kind of follow, you know, really um, just businesses in and around the area, all around, you know, follow all of their Instagram accounts. Then in turn, a lot of times they just follow you back. And then you also, you know, look at their posts and comment on their posts and then that's another way to increase engagement so they can follow you at that time. Um, when he does his posts, uh, he needs to make sure to uh, do lots of hashtags that are going to drive traffic to his posts. So, you know, keywords like location or um, I don't know, whatever keywords there are for bars, you know, um, and social. I mean, when you start hashtags, and you write the word out, it can, it will tell you, you know, how many people search that hashtag. You don't want to go and use the hashtag that has like 3.7 million, but you also don't want to use the hashtag that only has a hundred. You want to find like that sweet spot in the middle where it's, um, you know, like you'll still be found because not everybody's using that hashtag, but you know, you still want to use a good one that people actually search. And that will drive them towards your posts. Um, you know, creating reels. Even um, I think I've gotten followers from TikTok, so you can post TikTok uh, videos onto your stories. <clears throat> yeah. What do you what um, hashtags? How do you know how many people have searched that hashtag? Does it auto populate when when you put it in there, or what is that info? Yeah, so as you write out the information on your post, as you're uh, just writing the narrative, and then at the bottom when you start writing the hashtag and you you fill out the the word, it will it will auto tell you um, how many people use that hashtag. Wow, I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> this has been more. This has been more of a tutorial than an interview. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> That, that is the goal. Judd, is that it for our Reddit today? Only one? 
That's it. I don't have any wild spicy stuff today. Um, I was looking, and this is, you find this ironic. I was looking in the dentistry subreddit. I was looking in the orthodontics subreddit. And historically I've seen some stuff, but you know, nobody's raised their hand and say, ask questions about how to best market their practice or how to do any social. I know they don't have it buttoned up, but I, I found it interesting that no one had raised their hand about that because everyone asks about insurance and unruly patients. And, you know, I got a screamer and what do I do? But for, for, you know, they, they, and maybe this is talks to Jay's, you know, perception of opportunity where if they think they've got it buttoned, well, that's just opportunity for the people that really want to pursue it hard. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about it. I don't think they're right. A lot of people don't want to put the work in. Yeah. And and I, I don't think a lot of people might not realize that there is a market for dentists on Instagram. Um, my best, my, I forgot to talk about one of my best friends, Dr. Dunn. Um, she kind of paved the way for me, uh, just seeing how her amazing, her Instagram is. And, uh, she made a lot of connections with me of other dentists that are, doing this kind of stuff on Instagram all the time, but I think it's, it's a pretty small subgroup of people. Hmm. I'm going to have to start uh, running that script, running the game plan. You recognize going to see, I'm going to move from 100 to like 200. Hey man. <laughs> hey, that's a hundred percent growth. Don't look at that negatively. Every, I mean, every follower counts. I, I just, <laughs> you'll get there. You got to crawl before you can walk. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Susan Prater can be found at KernanFamilyDental.com. If you're in the Jacksonville area and need to get your grill fixed, make sure you give her a call. She's awesome. She can fix all of your tooth woes from aligner therapy to uh, cosmetics, uh, implants, cleanings, and all of that jazz. Dr. Prater, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. As always, Judd, thank you so much for joining us. If you are looking for digital marketing for your practice, please contact BrainBytes Creative at brainbytescreative.com. Digital marketing is your fastest way to more starts. Contact BrainBytes Creative today. Geographic exclusivity, no contracts, just digital marketing that really works. Visit brainbytescreative.com. If you're a dental clinician and are interested in creating more revenue for your practice, look no further than the on-demand orthodontist. ODO provides end-to-end -end aligner treatment, guidance, and materials so you can profitably deliver smile transformations to most malocclusions in four appointments or less. Visit ondemandorthodontist.com. On behalf of the Get It Straight podcast, I'm Jason Sorotin. We'll see you next time.